I had all the money in the world and all the drugs in the world, but I was still so nothing, so depleted. As a young man, Zeke was finding his life a little dull and went in search of some excitement. However, this led to illicit drug use and in turn to probably the lowest point a person could experience. But this is a story of how Zeke turned his life back around and ended up back where he started. However, this time he had a new perspective on life. This is a raw, personal interview as we figure life out together. I thought we'd just start nice and light today. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the darkest moment of your life. The darkest moment of my life was probably when I was 12 and I tried killing myself. Wow. So. When you were 12? Yeah. What led to, to that? I'd fallen, um, I'd fallen into drugs and mm. the whole party scene um, and, yeah, I just kind of gave up on gave up on life, on hope, on everything. So I just decided, you know, this is, this is it. Let's really? just go. Really? So. so what What was it about that drugs and the party scene that was so life-taking? You could take any amount of anything mm-hmm. and have no joy. Like your brain would tell you that you're happy, but you're also missing something mm-hmm. or everything really and um i think it was a part of um you know tormenting my body and my brain my soul just kind of was like you know, like if this is how life's going to be i don't mm. i don't want to be here anymore so really yeah so was there emptiness uh, it pain was, yeah just depression of just like there's Mm. I, I had nothing, felt nothing. Yeah. Well. Didn't care for anybody, so. So, obviously, your attempt to take your life failed. That's good. Yeah. Well, what happened next? I woke up in a hospital bed and then. Yeah. Yeah, and then promised that I'd never even go near that. Yeah. Even go near that again because I was doing, like, I was self-harming and doing all that before as well, so I promised I'd never. Was that a promise to yourself or a promise to someone else as well? Oh, it was a promise to myself. Yeah. Um, So you realised at that moment that wasn't the way out. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, um, God has plans for me, so, you know, I can't, can't take the easy road. Mm. So what what did you do differently from that point? What what happened next? Not much. I kind of got worse after that. I kind of went really? in deeper into drugs yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't really get much better. But um, at that point, my parents became very aware of my mental mm-hmm. state. So at least they kind of understood what was going on rather than yeah. just, bam, your son's dead. Yeah. So. So it was a wake-up call for people around you. Yeah. As well. Yeah. You're not in that place now. No. Very not. different. Yeah. Um, so tell me what changed. Like my, my brain sort of broke from stress and drugs and mm. everything. Um, 
all that I wanted was someone that cares, somebody that, you know, will kind of like hold my hand through it all sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was a very slow process of um, getting clean and getting sober. Um, but I started attending, you know, church regularly and mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I went to church when I was a kid and all that and I'd been baptised and yeah. followed all that. So then I went really downhill and then now on the on the come out of it, it was like the only thing that I had was to go back to Jesus because yeah. that was the only lifestyle that I knew to be any any what fulfilling mm-hmm. compared to yeah. what I saw everybody else living. So you just walked into a church? Was it a church you'd been to as a kid? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd sit in the back just bugging out on my own. Like, yeah. you know, I was... My brain was all scrambled still and you know, everybody was kind of standoffish, but I just kept going mm-hmm. week after week after yeah. week, sitting on my own, just going, yeah. I need to be here. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to do something. Um, yeah. So yeah. How, how long was it like that before something changed? It was about about two years, two years where it was, I was pretty pretty well just... On mm. my own, trying to really trying to sort it out. Um, Not much changing in that time, or was there a gradual change? Yeah, like I um I stopped stopped dealing, mm-hmm. um, left school, started working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there was stuff like that, but emotionally and spiritually, I was still lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one time for a few for a few nights my mate brought me um to the catalyst youth group mm-hmm. um cuz friday was always one of my worst days like i just, like when friday came around it's like oh, i'm going out going to go get smashed but yeah and then i actually started getting really connected in and having people that would ask me about how i was going with stuff and then challenge me on how I was going mm-hmm. with um, you know, sobriety and stuff like that, and really, yeah, like pressing me to change, mm-hmm. like not not forcing me, but just like, yo, you've got a problem, get it sorted. Yeah, did they support you? Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. How um, so? In in terms of accountability, um, I had. I had this men's group that I was, well, I'm still going to. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first time I went there, I was like, hey, guys, I'm, you know, like introductions and all that. And it's like, yeah, just so you're all aware, I'm four days sober right now. And four days was like, I was like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm killing it, you know. I'm I'm doing awesome. Um, So you're honest from the start. Yeah, well, yeah, and then I had to kind of tell them mm. what I was going through um but yeah so I was I was cheering on four days then two weeks later we met up again and it's like you know I'm 18 days sober wow and then two weeks later and again and again yeah. and again and so ever since that first men's group mm-hmm. I have stayed um sorry I shouldn't say sober clean clean yeah. off drugs yeah um but yeah, so ever since, ever since that first men's group, when I actually had 
a good fellowship of men supporting me mm. um, and a few men who had also been through very similar experiences. Yeah. Um, and I was able to talk about it, not just with some Joe Blow mm. um, off the street who got clean, but yeah. doesn't know Jesus. Like they, their opinion and mm-hmm. um, their insight's still valid, but not exactly what I was looking for. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, was that a gradual thing of just support like that that helped you? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't out of that. It wasn't. Um, wasn't a moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, sticking at it. You, yeah. you obviously had a bit of motivation and drive to leave drugs and that lifestyle behind what where do you think that came from that time so i went into drug psychosis when i was 15 and i started hearing things seeing things like it was it was freaky yeah and then there was something about this this witch that was following me, that was always whispering to me, that was, like, doing all that sort of stuff. And it was, like, it was really messed up. Mm. And after hearing all of these voices and all that sort of stuff, I, I, like, I had nowhere else to run or to turn. I really didn't like going to doctors. Um, and when I did go to a doctor about something, all that they wanted to put me on was drugs that I used to abuse. Yeah, So I was, right. like, I'm not... I'm not doing that. Yeah, it was, like, so what do I do? Where do I go? Um, mm. So I think that was definitely a part of it and almost like a holy discontentment of going like, you know better than this. This isn't, mm. this isn't your purpose. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, wow. Tell me about what made you leave the church to begin with. Um, what, what age would you have been? Probably about about eleven ish. Mm-hmm. I kind of just were, were you away. on drugs at that point? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, I started smoking weed at at eleven, mm-hmm. like or just before I turned eleven. Mm. Um, so that, those decisions sort of went hand in hand. Would you say with leaving church and going down that lifestyle? Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, you guys are boring. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah. go smoke a bowl. Yeah. So um, that was it, boredom? Or yeah. Your friends? I, I don't know if, yeah, I think it was, I couldn't really, I found it very hard to relate mm-hmm. to anybody in there. Um, I also don't think that I was trying very hard back then either. I think I had a bit of a, you know, too cool for school attitude yeah. going. Yeah. Um, I just found myself skipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just never, never really wanting to attend, and then my parents would sometimes force me to go along with them. And yeah. Then, so yeah. what's different now, Zeke? What's different between that early experience of church and and now? Um, I imagine you're not bored and looking for other answers now. Yeah. What's changed? I've come to the realization of you know I'm a broken man. I'm a sinner. Um, and I need a saviour. Yeah. I can't, I cannot do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I need that, like that stronghold of Jesus. I need that 
immovable rock in my life that whatever happens, mm. I have that. Can you describe what it's like to have Jesus, like you say, as that that solid rock? Uh, it's whatever life's curveballs happen, you know, life will go this way, life will go that way. Uh, people will die, people will leave you, people will abuse you. But at the end of the day, uh, God is still the same. God is still who he says he was, so, or says he is. Yeah. You know, he's unchanging, you know, forever loving. Yeah. You know, so. What gives you that confidence that God's real? Well, there's insane amount of times in my life that I should have, I should have died. Mm. Um, really? That's a bit of a, like, I've got a very mathematical brain. Yeah. Um, and I went, I went through, like, this study. It was learn the Bible in 24 hours by Chuck Missler or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the start of it, like, this is while I was still getting on drugs. I watched this. Yeah, um, yeah. And he went through the math of the Old Testament and through the New Testament, and the math is mind-blowing. Like, the, yeah. no human could even accidentally write something like that. And it's consistent through every single book of the Bible, like in the original languages. Yeah. It's consistent through every single book of the Bible. Can you give me an example? Um, in Genesis and Exodus, in 49-letter intervals, it spells Torah. Oh, wow. In... Deuteronomy in Numbers, it spells Torah in 49-letter intervals backwards. And in Leviticus, it spells Yahweh in seven-letter intervals in the first sort of thing. So it goes Torah pointing yeah. this way, Torah pointing that way, mm. Yahweh. And, you know, it's like the law points. Yeah, so Torah, yeah, the, the law. It all points to... points to God. So. Mm-hmm. That's just a cool. That's pretty cool. So thing. that was in your mind yeah. during this time. So yeah. there was enough there that you thought, "There's something here. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go this way to to get out of what I've got myself into." Yeah, yeah. So tell me, what's your life like these days? Not every day is easy. Mm. I still have, um, I still have things from the past that like to follow me around. Um, like what? Old friends, mm. that sort of thing. Um, sometimes I still see things. Sometimes I still hear things. I've got hallucinogen persisting perceiving disorder, mm-hmm. which is where everything I see is still all like I'm on acid. Mm. But... um Aside from the hardships of life, because you know life's hard for everybody, it's not. It's not meant to be easy. Mm. But um, you know, I I spend a lot of time with. Well, I spend a lot of time in fellowship with um. Believers and um. Mm. I spend a lot of time reading the word, a lot of time praying. Like I. Just trying to keep building on that relationship with God. Um, rather than running from it and destroying it, which yeah. is... What, what stops you 
running away again? What stops you going back to drugs? I don't. I don't think that I could. I could handle it. Um, so, the point that I was at um, before I started getting clean, it was. You know, I was making plans to buy guns. I was being invited into different bikey clubs. I was, you know, the whole rigmarole. But I was still, you know, I had all the money in the world and all the drugs in the world, and but I was still so nothing, so depleted. Mm. Um, so I think if I did go back in, I would be dead in jail or, you know, overdose or kill myself. Like, it yeah, just... There's it, no life there. It, and because I know that, if I did somehow yeah. get back into it, I'd just... Yeah. I just don't think I could hack it, mm. so... Tell me about how you relate to those old friends now. Do you still maintain that re- relationship with them? I do very standoffish. Mm-hmm. Um, I've let them all know... You know, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. I you know, I invite them to invite them to church services and uh, I I, th- I do think about them quite often and I flick the messages and mm. um but I don't put myself in predicaments where I'm going to partake. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and they do are they are they receptive to things you send them? Yeah, some of them are. Some of them just don't care. Some of them are just like, stop sending me these, bro. Like, I don't know why you're doing (laughs) this. Um, Tell me about your rapping. rapping. Does that connect? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, sometimes I'll I'll go back to a few of the trap houses sort of thing. And, um, yeah, we like like having a little bit of a cipher and, you know, we're chucking a beat and we're all just rapping and doing whatever we want. Um, but all of my raps are, they're focused on Jesus and his saving grace, um, while still using words that they associate, Mm. that they associate with. Um, so I like to call it sneak gospeling where I, I'm spitting bars and they're all like, yo, (laughs) but I've just told them mm. the gospel sort of thing of, you mm. know, we're sinners, you know, in need of forgiveness. Yeah. You know, we, we could never do this ourselves. Mm. You know, here's Jesus, God's son. Yeah. yeah. Just like for you, it took took time. Yeah. I imagine for everyone, it's a journey, isn't it, to 100%. coming to accept this or not. But, you know, it takes time if, if we're doing the journey properly. Yeah. You can't. You know, you rush, rush things sometimes. You can't help anybody that doesn't want to be helped. Yeah. So, yeah. whatever they think at the end of the day, that's yeah. You know, I've done. I've done my part. Yeah. You've. Yeah. You're an example of what do they think when they look see you now? Do they? Uh... <laughs> I actually I actually saw somebody a few days ago that I haven't seen in about a year or something. They're like, Zeke, you've actually got some meat on your bones, like. <laughs> Like you're actually putting on, putting on weight. Like, yeah. Like, so I was taking them for a drive. And they're like, oh, what? What's this? What's this music that you're playing? It's actually like really cool, sort of thing. Oh, really? Um, 
and all it was was, you know, just other Christian rappers or something like that. Mm. Um, and I'll, I'll give them little updates on, oh, you know, I'm this many days sober or this many days clean or whatever it is. And they're like, I can't believe that you're doing it. They're like, do you remember when we were like 12 doing this and now you're, now you're doing this sort of thing? Like they, um, yeah, it's, they've, it's kind of blown their mind of yeah. how, how radically different I am from then, even though it was a very slow process, but those who knew me from the beginning are mm. just like, well, yeah, right. What happened to Zeke? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Zeke. Uh, I'm sure that story will encourage many people. No worries. A remarkable story and so encouraging. Thank you, Zeke, for sharing so honestly with us. But he's not alone. Recently, interviewed Richard, who went through a similar story in that he experienced the depths of where drugs can take a person. He turned his back on a life that offered so much potential. He was able to find a way back in a different way. I encourage you to check that out if you haven't heard that one. Otherwise, please visit us at haventogether.com. I always look forward to hearing from you. Let us know in the comments what stood out in today's episode, and I hope that you can join us again next time for the Figuring Life Out Together podcast.